0: Welcome to Sport Management Review Insights. I'm your host, Vito Sobral. Like much of contemporary media, sport broadcasting is undergoing dramatic change from the amount of content available to the way we watch sport in the new digital world. And so in this episode, we're going to focus on Twitch, one of these new ways to watch or co-stream sport events. And joining us to discuss this is someone who's published widely on sports spectatorship and consumer experience. He's assistant professor in the School of Kinesiology at Louisiana State University. It's Tyreel Chian. welcome Tyreel.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. It's it's a pleasure to to be invited to, um, you know, have a conversation about the upcoming sports spectatorship.
0: Tyreel recently published Watching Sports on Twitch, a study of factors influencing continuance intentions to watch Thursday night football co-streaming. And Tyreel, as I mentioned, we know that sport media and media consumption generally is changing rapidly. So how did this research help our understanding of what's going on, what's happening in this area?
1: That, that's a great question. Um, basically, sports, particular sport viewership or say spectatorship interchangeably, something in kind of old-fashioned way, we watch sports on, on TV. But as the technology evolves, um, we have all the... Um, fast internet, whatever it is, uh, we have the chance to kind of stream sports on our mobile devices or you know whatever platform we like to watch sports, want to follow sports. So along with that, you know, this kind of new generation of sports fans, you know, the millennials, the younger generations in, in general, um, they kind of kind of grow up in a culture of video gaming and um, you know, pop culture, just to name a few. So they have a different kind of appetite for sports content. So what we are focusing on right now here is actually a new form, a new format of how sport events can be consumed in a digital format. Um, it's nothing like the traditional streaming services, but it's more like a combination of streaming services plus individualized co-created experience made available by personalities influencers those fans are identified with so it's kind of a really emerging kind of type of sports viewing experience
0: and and you mentioned there that the the application you focused on or, or the the streaming service you focused on, co-streaming services, Twitch, which is kind of like having social media uh, at the same time as watching a sport event. Now, where did you get the idea as, as an important research topic? Were you like me watching a sport event going, I really want to talk to people about what's going on right now? And instead sending WhatsApp messages and all, all sorts of that kind of thing, is that where you were coming from?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, So I've been a live live gamer (laughs) all the time. Like I grew up playing video games and uh, actually one of my uh, research interests lies in competitive video gaming, aka esports. So Twitch is a primary form for watching esports online. It was acquired by Amazon, I believe back in 2014, if not mistaken. And it's the uh, one of the very one of the most popular streaming services in the world. Not just you know in, in the video game uh, realm, but you know have all other like chatting, you know entertainment content, etc. But still, it is a primary um, platform for esports content. I happened to notice that back in 2018, Amazon um, acquired. Um, the digital streaming rights to broadcast Thursday Night Football. It's streaming platforms, including Twitch. You know, there's another one called uh, Amazon Prime kind of streaming service. But Twitch is kind of new. Um, usually you just stream and with, you know, the traditional sports commentators, personalities. But now they try to, you know, um, add a little bit spice into it, like invite some of the uh, video game or esports personalities, influencers, to co-stream. You know, a lot of people do that. You know, in the video game world, when they you know stream um, esports events. But now it's kind of a new kind of integration of esports personalities and um, sports content. Indeed, it, it does seem
0: absolutely fascinating, and to uh, understand to study this added spice to the traditional streaming service, you use service-dominant logic as the theoretical framework, um, and that's literally logical. Um, But can you tell us why this is actually ideal for this study?
1: I think that uh, service-dominant logic has been quite, you know, extensively studied theory in a lot of um, disciplines, Um, but its application in sport management is relatively less popular or you know, this growing interest in it, but still this lack of research uh, into it. So the reason why we adopt service-dominant logic is because SD logic kind of considers goods and services tangible and intangible outputs as resources for service provision. So basically um, the traditional goods-dominant logic uh, solely focuses on manufactured output, um, discrete transactions, and embedded value. So we have SD logic here. It emphasizes the fact that the value of products or services does not result from ownership, but from using them you know, in various social contexts. Also known as like the value in social context. So, in this way, since Twitch, since the, the live, the online um, sports spectatorship, the co streaming is kind of providing services and kind of facilitate users, facilitate all the participants, not just users, not just sports fans, but also streamers, platforms, they kind of uh, unite all of them. To co-create that kind of experience through constant interactions, through some of the gamification system, something that we did not investigate in this paper, but you know, something all of the stakeholders, all, all parties of this co-streaming services can actually co-create, can actually co-contribute to the final product or service. And that's the key idea. It's not just You know, the traditional way of providing sports content, you know, you have the cable TV network, you know, give you whatever you want. You don't actually do anything. Here, Twitch, all participants actively take part in creating that experience, creating that sport spectatorship service or or content. And that really differentiates the traditional way of consumption from this SD logic based service or product.
0: You actually discuss some of these factors of, of co creation, co streaming expertise. Uh, or you use some of the factors based in this co streaming expertise, co streaming identification, co streaming fit, and, and virtual interaction. So, based on all these factors and, of course, the, um, the theory, you developed some hypotheses. What were you expecting to find in this research?
1: So, all of these factors you mentioned as the resources that can be integrated to facilitate consumption or the resources that should be integrated into this framework, into people's process of this uh, service product. So basically following the key uh, tenets of SD logic alongside with like some of the emerging sport management perspectives on vehicle creation, um, I argue that co-streaming, could be better explicated or explained through this kind of SD logic. And uh, in doing so, we kind of focus on the integration of open resources, as you mentioned, expertise and relationships. We're doing that, and we hypothesize those open resources could be utilized to support or facilitate, um, foster, interactions, and the co-streaming effectiveness. This study actually um, argues that the value of co-streaming is created through a network of resource integrators. As I mentioned before, you have all the parties, viewers, you have streamers, you have the platform, some of the moderators. So all of them collaboratively Collectively engage in co production of co streaming spirits. More importantly, we kind of highlight the co creative role of viewers in, in co stream, you know, as value according to the SD logic.
0: To actually do the research, the method you used was an online survey uh, right. of Twitch users from Thursday Night Football. Uh, was that a difficult thing to set up, finding them, uh, set up their questionnaire, getting them to actually respond?
1: So the thing is, um, I think that's one of the limitations of this research as well. It's a convenient sample. It, It was not an easy task to find sufficient participants. And definitely this study is subject to, you know, some biases. But I think we got a pretty good representation of viewers who watch Thursday Night Football streaming. It was quite experienced, you know. Uh, it's it's time-consuming, it's painstaking. taking you know. Uh, in order to facilitate responses, I was kind of involved in all kinds of, you know, interactions with uh, some of the fans. So some fans were actually question your motivation to conduct this kind of research. What are you looking for, you know? Because I distribute all the surveys in subreddits, some of subreddits are from, you know, sports, sports subreddits, like the NFL team subreddits. And some are from the co-streamers, their subreddits. So the culture, the momentum in each of the subreddits is quite different. But also I enjoy that kind of experience, you know, soliciting responses and also help me to better frame the research questions and also in the write-up section you know, to understand the fans' needs, you know, understand how this research can be utilized for some of the marketing implications.
0: How did you go about analyzing all the data you collected from from this survey?
1: Basically, we tried to implement a different kind of uh, analysis approach because here um, in the article, we conceptualize virtual interaction as a formative construct as opposed to a reflective construct. So in this sense, uh, traditional CB structural equation modeling is not quite easy to actually conduct data analysis. So we utilize uh, POS, SEM, partially square structural equation modeling to facilitate data analysis. The results turned out pretty good. And uh, I think that's one of the new contributions. It definitely added to you know, the conceptualization of virtual interaction in the sport management context. It's not just, you know, reflective, reflective, but formative. We try to incorporate interactions between viewers and interactions between streamers and co-viewers. And based on
0: the analysis, what did you find? Were the hypotheses confirmed or, or were they rejected?
1: Basically, you have expertise, you have team ID. They all exert positive, significant impact on consuming feed and um, virtual interaction. However, as opposed to our original um, hypothesis, team ID and expertise did not exert significant positive impact on continuous watching attention. So basically we confirm, not really confirm, but kind of discover consuming feeds and uh, virtual interactions are the full mediator for the relationship between expertise, streamer ID, and the continuous uh, watching intentions. So that kind of, you know, kind of have provide a new insight into, you know, this unique context that you can't just have someone who is like super good at co-streaming, but you'll try to have that kind of um, expertise established and then need to have a high level of fit between, you know, the streamer and the, the content you will try to, you know, co-stream. And also, virtual action, again, we highlight here, that's the reason why people want to come to Twitch and, um, you know, watch all the sports content, you know, the virtual interaction. And that's kind of uh, interesting to see It serve as a liaison between streamer ID and continuous watching intentions. Uh, so basically, you know, if you are strongly identified uh, with a, a streamer, a co-streamer, not really necessarily mean you're gonna you know, watch Thursday night football all along, but your watching intention can be enhanced through interactions. So that kind of highlights the insensitive, you know, it's very necessary for you know all the service providers to think about this perspective to actually facilitate interactions between viewers and co-streamers, as well as viewers and their co-viewers. Co- co-
0: That's a fascinating finding about the, the identification, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's very different to, to what you would expect. And it does make me think, is Tony Romo a better co-streamer than perhaps some of the greatest Twitch co-streamers out there?
1: So exactly, you know, um, I think, there's, some, um, there's several interesting implications for Twitch and um, for the co-streamers as well. Um, and so we'll, based- we'll get to those very shortly. But first, I just want to get the,
0: the theoretical implications yeah, sure. based on these results. How did this advance our understanding of the theory? Obviously, you got something a bit new here.
1: Definitely, our model confirms the applicability of SD logic in this new context and also It can be, you know, further elaborated. It can be further utilized for future sport management research, particularly co streaming kind of context, kind of setting. But I think most interesting part, most interesting theoretical funding is former sport marketing research has always considered perceived feat a major factor in kind of determining the effectiveness of endorser, brand, athlete, sponsor or event sponsor relationships. You know, a lot of studies have revealed similar kind of uh, implications. But our study kind of extends the literature and applies the notion of feet to the live streaming context. You know, we don't usually conceive feet in, in sport broadcasting, you know, in sports spectatorship, because everybody just considers, yeah, it's, it's a natural feat, right? Everybody is, you know, doing what they are supposed to do but not necessarily the case in, 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 in you know, in co-streaming because those streamers, they are not really doing something they usually do. So we kind of extend this part of literature, you know, the feet literature and applies the notion of it to the live stream context. And the strong positive effect of co-streaming feat on continuous intention as to literature related to match-up hypothesis from a unique perspective. That achieving a good fit between Twitch streamers and Thursday football is an effective means to strengthen viewers' behavioral loyalty, And our model kind of extends the boundary and scope of dependent variables of the matchup hypothesis and suggests that this theory can be utilized to explain sport media consumption uh, intentions on live stream platforms.
0: Now, from a practical sense, we, we started talking about that, and, and now all the sports broadcasters listening are on tenterhooks. What does it mean practically? What are the practical implications? How would you advise those working in sport broadcasting?
1: Yeah, there's something really interesting. Um, when I finished, uh, did analysis and got the results, tried to think about it, and also through my experience, you know, uh, interacting with all the fans on Reddit, you know, those participants. And I, I learned that that uh, if sport organizations, you know, it's a rising trend, and probably I like to bring this to your attention because Amazon recently acquired, I believe it was during the summer, recently acquired exclusive streaming rights for Thursday Night Football starting 2023. So down the road, Amazon will try to, you know, do all Thursday Night Football through streaming services. Arguably, they're going to expand their Thursday Night Football on Twitch initiatives, campaigns. So we have reason to believe in the future we're going to see a lot more sports organizations, leagues to utilize Twitch for some of the live streaming services to expand their outreach, you know, to kind of expand their fan base, you know, to reach out to those who are core cutters, right? Um, the, the new generations who, who do not really have a strong interest in sport. And this is a good way to get started. So for those sport organizations, leagues, you know, if they want to you know, boost their fan base, co-streaming can be utilized to diversify their offerings in a media package and provide alternative avenues in which sports entities can take advantage of the interactive features, um, you know, leverage rights for broadcasts and build brand awareness, especially among you know, like I mentioned, you know, those tech-savvy younger generations, you're going to find a lot of different endorsers, right? You have sponsors for those activities, for those co-streaming actions. So right now, we do not see a lot, but as we move on, we're going to see a lot more like sponsors getting involved. So for sponsors who has limited relevance to sports, you know, some of the say computer peripherals, some of the gaming equipment, if they you know, try to utilize the influence of sports content, it's really important to have that feet idea in mind, how, how you can better deliver your message, how you can utilize this new form of spectatorship to promote your product. And also, it's also top priority for you know, sports leagues in this case for NFL and live stream platforms like Twitch to select streamers who are able to adapt themselves to actions of games. You know, the expertise is an important factor and the feed is another important factor and also strive for a natural, you know, logical connection between the streamers and the sports co-streamed. So that's something I got from my conversation with one of the uh, sports fans on Reddit. The NFL, Amazon assigned, you know, a variety of streamers, uh, such as, you know, Running Up and Fan staff, um, who had little to no relevance to professional football, to constrain Thursday night football. And their viewership numbers were quite uh, unsatisfactory, lower, lower compared to their regular stream content. But in comparison, Tina Man you know, another big influencer who recently moved to YouTube, famous for his, you know, Dallas Cowboy fandom in the gaming community. Yeah, he was also invited to co-stream Thursday Night Football. And during those streams, he actually achieved greater success, you know, compared to his regular gaming activities, gaming, um, streaming um, content. So that says a lot, you know, you definitely need to, uh, have the expertise and also you try to enhance that relevance uh, have that natural logical connection between the streamer and the sport content you try to um, try to promote uh, otherwise you know it's not really effective
0: so real as someone that's actually been involved in sport broadcasting before I think that is excellent advice I really think they need to take it on board I think they've got to read your article as well I think that's going to be very important <laughs> but it's. Been- Fantastic chatting about this really fascinating topic. It's been an absolute pleasure, Tyrell. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thanks for listening to Sport Management Review Insights. Head to the Sport Management Review website to check out all the latest research that's being published, including the article discussed in this episode. Watching Sports on Twitch, a study of factors influencing continuance intentions to watch Thursday Night Football Coast Street. That's it for this episode. But of course, there are many more you can listen to on your favorite podcast player. Maybe you can follow the podcast and give us a five star rating and perhaps even a review. That'd be great too. Until next time, it's bye for now.